its opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. I'm looking at the the, the pattern it's making now. Sorry, but hi everybody. That's pretty. Um, you know what I was just thinking about, Chad? What? I was really enjoying Overwatch last night with you and Joe. Yeah. Um, and you know we were having so much fun on Overwatch last night. I thought, wouldn't this be a great episode? Um, to, to we got a new character announced, and we got some more details about Overwatch Two. Oh yeah. So why don't we sit down with Joe right now and talk? Hi, um, Joe. Joe's not here. You you did it wrong. You didn't plan this out. Well, am I supposed to role play? Because we didn't we didn't workshop this. I don't. Okay. How was your week? It's been weird. I told you all about it off air. Yeah. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm a, still alive, so that's neat. That was a downer. Oh boy. I'm drinking. That's cool too. That's an upper and a downer. I, I feel like I'm fucking everything up. You're trying to throw my way. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm throwing balls at a wall, and you're like catching them. <laughs> you're like Ash Ketchum if you gay. if you were. If you were gay and you were catching those balls. <laughs> oh, man. I was playing ping pong this week because I do that every week. Yeah, boy. I, the, uh, I lost both games. Uh, Ow! And the, the second game, I won the first two points, and I was like, okay, this is going to be good. And then I proceeded to lose the next, like, 20 in a row. And so all of a sudden, I'm, like, serving, like, two in its game. And if I fuck up, I'm going to lose. And I ended up bringing it to eleven before I, I finally, I finally lost. And the, it was such a weird shit show, but I, I, I made him work for that win at the end, and I was, I was kind of proud of how I played because I did get like <laughs> nine, you know, points in a row, which is quite a few. And uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And for listeners at home, this was the highlight of Chad's week. Yeah. So. Anyways, glad you had some fun playing ping pong. I liked Overwatch, I, though. We didn't even call it a horrible game more than, like, twice. Yeah, actually. So, we play Overwatch kind of once a week, um, usually after we do the show. Uh, Joe's always there with us, and we mostly just complain about how Overwatch is kind of a bad game. And whatever problem is plaguing us the most, it's like, why do we do this? Now, have I told you about Battlefront 2? Maybe. I play Battlefront 2 with one of my my, uh, friends once a week also. And we do the exact same thing where he'll text me and say, hey, do you want to play Battlefront tonight? I go, yeah, let's do that. And we'll get into a game and the game's halfway over. And he's like, I'm going to uninstall this game. I can't take this (laughs) bullshit anymore. This is so stupid. Like, we'll get get spawn camped by Yoda. Or or now they put BB-8 and he's even easier to... Anyways, we keep doing it. I don't know why we still play the game, because we spend the whole time going, why do we play this game? Yeah, I understand that feeling. But it's fun. The, are you excited about the new character? I, I still don't know anything about the new character other than what you told me yesterday. I don't... Was it Echo, right? Yeah. So what was really funny was I was describing what Echo's kit is, and it sounded like one of those Cameron lies that I like to tell. It did. It, it sounded pretty made up. So there's a there's an art to my humor, and there's a pattern I follow. 
where one of my favorite kind of jokes to tell is where I'll say a, a truth and then I apply a lie gradient where I will I will twist to the next fact a little bit and that will lead into a half truth until I'm getting so unplausible that you know I'm joking but you're not sure where the joke started. Yeah, it's so great. I'm so describing, glad describing yeah. And I I love telling those jokes cuz they're fun like word puzzles for me to like how can I deliver this the best. So doing this um describing Echo's kit it it flowed like one of my lies but everything I said was the truth. Wow, I'm looking I'm watching a YouTube video of how she plays and it is like kind of a better far like she shoots like a shotgun shot but she flies around but the shotgun shot like explodes a bit like a rocket so it's like every shot is like three rockets in a triangle pattern very high damage because i don't know if you're you're watching like the shooting excuse me the shooting range footage but it's like she blows up the targets like immediately um she gets her 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 ult is that she copies one of the opponent players and gets to use their their whole kit including their ult twice yeah, this one she just took Zarya and then had like a hundred percent overcharge because apparently she took that too. It's um, I'm sure this will be really fun when you're playing as Echo and they're gonna nerf her like six consecutive times until she's not fun anymore. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how they went with Brigitte, right? And Sigma. I feel like um, Sigma's still fun, but they definitely he, toned him down. They toned him down a lot. He he used to be my go-to, and now it's very situational because he can just run out of gas. Yeah. Um, and, and not that, not that it should be brainless. Like it, I, it's rewarding to plan out how to do it correctly, but mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying that I used to be able to do this, and now it's frustrating that I can't. Okay, she just took Zarya again and didn't have the alt, but then she now she has it. Like she did get it really, really fast. It's a little weird. <laughs> so her alt, I don't know if she gets it immediately, but her alt is definitely she gets. So when then when she turns back to Echo, it reverts back to zero. So she was Zarya. She got Zarya's ult in like a couple seconds. So, so how out, how the ult lost the power? Yeah. How the ult works is, um, you when when Echo's ult is fully charged, you can target an enemy and you will copy and become that character. Mm-hmm. So in the example I watched, um, target tracer, use it. She's now tracer. She zooms over to the shooting target. Um, empties a clip, reload, empties a clip, Tracer's ult is charged. So she throws a grenade at the other guy. Then empties a clip, empties a clip, and like almost fully charges the ult again. And it's like, how come how come Tracer's ult that she has to build towards is one bomb if Echo gets two bombs? It, I, like, it's, it's very odd. It is a... It's one of those things, too, that like... The the concept is great. I I like the idea of of basically a Ditto but Overwatch, or Kirby but Overwatch, right? Like that that works. It's just you have to balance it in a way that it isn't completely stupid. And this feels kind of stupid because I don't know. I just um I would almost like it if you just took the alt, you use someone else's alt once, and that's it. You don't get their kit. Because that, that opens up a lot of, like, there's a lot of thought process, and if, if there's a huge battle going on, you have to, like, <clears throat> aim at the right guy and steal the right alt, because you might get one you don't want. Like there's I got an idea. What if you you copy an opponent character, but you don't get their ult? You get one of three ults, and there's, like, a generic DPS, and a generic tank, and a generic healing ult. And you basically 
you you copy like you copy Sombra. So now you can run around and you're shooting and you teleport over here. And when the timer's up, then you explode and there's like a wave of damage that's reasonable. Sure. Um, like like the copy expires and explodes. And if it's a tank, it stuns everyone. And if it's a healer, it heals your teammates. I think that'd be good. Because like not, for one thing, it's you not have nearly to as flashy. It. But <laughs> so there's high uh, risk reward. <clears throat> Yeah, the, uh, Jeff Kaplan introduced it, and he was talking about how, yeah, I was playing it, I, I copied Roadhog, and I was able to get his ult off twice, and I pushed the whole team off all by myself. And it's like, you're designing a team game, you idiot. Right. Why are you bragging about this? Like, I, I, you want those moments that make you feel good, but that's a weird pitch for the character. Mm-hmm. When you say, it's so cool, I could 1v6 everyone. Um, I don't get it's a, that. <laughs> Every character I feel like that comes out that's new is like somewhat broken and they have to nerf the shit out of them. And it's like, haven't you guys learned? You've introduced how many new characters? I love, I love Roadhog. Um, I remember when they added him, it, it blew me away because he was a different kind of tank, mm-hmm. but he never felt super overpowered. Like the hook sometimes gets a little broken, but the basics of his kit are very well conceived yes. fast forward to hammond um that's such a goofy character but he's fun to do and it's rewarding to do it well there's a there's an art to it there's there's a trick to it you can counter him and then they come out with like sigma and it's like he has infinite shields in all directions and can stun people and he can bounce around corners and and get past shields uh, okay great thank you yeah i I've played enough Blizzard games to just always be weirdly surprised at how almost little thought goes in. Like, I know there's a lot of thought that goes into their design work, but it seems like they miss, like, they see the forest through the trees, right, or, or however that expression is. Like, they they get enough of it, but they don't see the big picture, and it, you just, like, as the player, you're just like, how did you guys do this? And they're like, sorry, we'll fix it. Because like, they've been able to largely rely on that for so long. Like, oh, we can just patch it, and it'll be fixed. They've been doing that since World of Warcraft. So I don't I feel know. like it's made people be... lazy. Oh, and then that the rank thing. I told you about how they ban characters now. Yeah, that's stupid. Where every week it's just random four characters you can't pick for ranked play. And yep. it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to touch that. Um. So anyways, you, you were talking about how you kind of had a week. Um, yeah. I, I think everybody has. And so one of the things I've been doing is uh, I've been... Uh, looking for a little bit of escapism, and I've been playing a lot more VR chat. Yeah, you've. I know Joe says you've invited him a couple times. He hasn't joined because he's afraid he's going to get time wise, and then afraid of like computer viruses. Because it doesn't sound like is VR chat like through Steam. Yeah, but you have to like download stuff when you load up a game because everyone's got their own avatars or. Yeah, I remember when I went and tried to play Unreal Tournament 2004 again, and I was doing it, but. It was like, download, you know, here's a map, but it's got custom stuff. So it's just downloading all the custom stuff. And it's like, man, someone could sneak a computer virus or a keylogger or something in this. And I would, it just automatically would download. And it'd be like, it's fine. And it definitely made me super leery to keep playing it. Yeah. So anyways, VR chat makes me happy. Well, I'm glad. It's um, good to be happy. So I just, I, I took photos. I got a photo album. I found um, this, like, Pokemon world where... Somebody took all of the geometry from a 
Hey You Pikachu? No. Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee? Or is that like the Switch remake of um, Pokemon Yellow? Okay. So it's all of the Kanto region. Just ripped from the game and you can walk through all of it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so th- I sent you a screenshot of the the Pewter City Museum. Like, this looks pretty legit. It it was kind of weird, actually, like, walking around and recognizing places. And, and even though you play the game in a top-down view, and the map layout is set up like that, but I've played that game so many times now, I actually knew how to navigate, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, I don't know, that was kind of neat. Oh! Um... Yeah, no, finish your VR thing, but then I I actually tried VR for the first time. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, I I don't have too much to talk about. Uh, I found a Disneyland. Um, so here's the tram where you sit next to Jessica Rabbit for for like five minutes for some reason. I wonder why. I don't know. It's like you're on a tram that's going to Disneyland, and it plays a pre-recorded thing talking about we're nearing the Magic Kingdom. You can get a donut there. And it's talking forever before the tram unlocks. So you're just stuck there looking at this static model of Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, you just have to look at her eyes, too, because like, there's nothing else to look at with Jessica Rabbit. Well, no, you can also look out the window, and there's a spooky castle. Um, but eventually you get to get up close to the spooky castle, and it's very poorly rendered. <laughs> <laughs> it's also dark um, out, and there's like really shitty fireworks. So, what's amazing with this Disneyland thing is it's mostly, uh, like, six-sided polygons that are placeholders for buildings that they promise will be in there soon. Um, (laughs) there's, like, it is the weakest Disneyland I've ever seen. But they also had a Star Wars land where they had a little, there's a Baby Yoda plushie. It's kind of creepy. It looks like it's made out of, like moldy wool yeah and you get to hug it and so i took a picture of of me hugging it because i love baby yoda if its eyes started moving around like bugs i would not be surprised um and i got i got this harpy avatar so i went on an enchanted flying carpet ride over agrabah the avatar looks all right i i was gonna i was expecting a a lot more derpy than what what i'm seeing the eyes are definitely kind of cocked weird though um, yeah, the The interesting part is, uh, they have like a Steamboat Willie area where everything's black and white. Mm-hmm. And what was funny was this, this entire Disneyland sim was like completely abandoned. There's no one there. I go to this one room and there just happened to be a guy there. And I think he thought everything was abandoned. So I walked up like right behind him and it was really funny <laughs> because he... He had. To, I, I wish I got a screenshot of it because he turned around and saw me there, and he screamed. But he was he was Sora. But when he turned around, it wasn't Sora's face. It was like a flat JPEG of Johnny Depp's face. Nice. And so I screamed, and we startled each other, and then he started speaking Korean and ran away. That works too. That was a fun day. Um. Oh, this is. Uh, I have another screenshot from Pokemon. Yay. They for some reason <laughs> they have the the gym leaders like in the gyms, but it's just like they stand there, and it's like I don't know if this is a supposed to be a photo op or if it's supposed to look awkward, but it's great. So, what you just said kind of reminded me of this weird thing because my head is like 
stupid the way it puts things together. So I'm gonna send you a YouTube link, and it's a it's of a song, um, and it's you know like uh those like the voice and shit like that that we have. It's like yeah. a Russian version of that, but the the lady singing is from either Japan or China, and she's singing in Fr- a French song on a Russian, the voice, and it's really funny just like how so many different parts of the world are coming together in this one video, but she's also an absolutely phenomenal fucking singer. Like it is a great, great. I don't know what song this is, but it's amazing in 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 the way she can control her voice and and where she's placing her voice is extremely impressive because that shit's really really hard to do. And so like it's great. Um, and, and I'll try to try to link this on the Facebook page or something so people can listen to it. So that's what this that is, reminded me of. This is really good. But all these like cultures coming together for something powerful. It reminds me of like of what boardrooms want movies to do, but they won't do it. They'll yeah. be like hand fisted about it. And it's like, no, there's actual it, humanity does come together and there's actual talent out there. Mm-hmm. You can do it. <laughs> This is really good. The f- most frustrating thing about this is, like, I'm trying to find her name and search for it, and I cannot find, like, an album or an EP of music. It's only just her attending, like, these shows like this, like, these reality TVs. And there's, like, there's uh, no way she doesn't have music somewhere. I just don't know where it is. Yeah, I I was really happy I found, um, there was a lady that performed at BlizzCon once, and she was by far the best person I've ever seen at the talent show for any BlizzCon. And I finally found her YouTube channel. She has a bunch of songs. And a lot of them are actually about Warcraft, but they're like original lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to a bunch of her stuff, and it's like, wow, this is so good. I'm glad I found this. But also, I've been looking for a year. Like, it's <laughs> this should be more of a common thing to find. There's a lot of good stuff here. It goes to show that, like, it's really hard to market yourself and just even using, like, proper SEO so people can find the things you do make. Because so I just certainly have that problem with my own shit. Uh, I, I finally released my cover of Taylor Swift's... Uh, I can't remember the name of the song. Is off the top of my, I think it's I Know Places. But it's on YouTube. And it's only got like five views. And it's like, oh, well, I just struggled remembering the name of the song I did. So that doesn't help. But I probably didn't tag it in the proper order or something. But And also no one gives a shit. And it, it's just... Getting people to find things is hard, but even sometimes finding your own stuff can be really hard because you're just like, I typed in exactly what I want. It is not showing up first, and I have to scroll a bit or I have to modify the search to get it to show up right away because you're not popular enough. You don't meet the algorithms, and, and it sucks because there's got to be just shitloads of talent that is going unseen, and it's no one's fault other than they're not popular enough even though they're starting out. You've been talking for a while about maybe doing like a collab where like we should do a song together. Mm-hmm. We should do a cover of my favorite song. Okay. Um, There's 844, 739 ways to eat a hamburger at Waffle House. Okay. And I, I just looked up the lyrics to the song and there's a website called Music Match. We have all the lyrics and I click on it and it says lyrics not available. Oh... I've oh, never wow. heard of the song. Who sings it? Uh, Billy D. Cox. Oh, well, that that inspires confidence. I'm gonna I'm gonna load <laughs> this up real quick. So you know, Waffle House has its own like record label, right? 
No, I did not. I, actually, we maybe talked about this once before, but that's still uh, shocks the Upsetting. fuck out of me. Yes. So what's what's amazing is what they do is variety. They do they touch so many different genres. There's like a rap song about Waffle House that has too much swearing in it for me to listen to. <laughs> it it's all it's all cringy. I like I'm not gonna pretend it's all like fantastic or, or amazing. But it's also this is like a not country just song. Yeah, this is like a country song, but it's cute. Because it's it's like a trucker song. And mm-hmm. normally trucker songs are about how hard it is to drive this load all across the nation. And and this song is about how hard it is to order a hamburger because I just wanted a sandwich. But then the waitress is like, like, well, you got ketchup, onion, mayo, pickles, burger, frank cheese, stuff, rat, cardboard at Waffle House. This is uh, this would be really weird to do. There's, it's not a complicated melody, so actually like building it probably wouldn't be that hard. And well, how stupid would it be to put out like, like, like if we do like a growly death metal cover of this song? <laughs> oh, exceedingly, because it would take a good, it would take a long time to do it, which sucks. But that's usually how that works. Uh-huh. Are there lyrics on this page? I and that's the thing is we'd have to listen to it a handful of time to find the lyrics because I'm usually YouTubers will will post them. Is like, you know, being nice about it. Someone will transcribe it for you. But this it, also it only has, has 800 to. views, and so there's no, there's there's none. So we would have to listen to it and write them all down. And there's a lot because he's kind of like, uh, country twang talking through most of it. Yeah, I mean, I could do it. It's just very amazing to me that that's not available. It's a lot of work with literally zero payoff. I don't know. I I think the 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 fun we have along the way is the real Waffle House. I yeah, there's something to be said for that. But it would also it would be funny if theoretically this caught on and our cover was the popular version of the song. That would actually be really really funny. That would be hilarious. Uh, I'm not so, going to say no. Let let's let's play with the idea. Um I had another idea for a song. I don't know if I'm going to do. Uh what was it? Oh, it was the opening to, like, All in the Family, but it was about how older versions of Overwatch used to be better. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were, you were like, pitching that the last time we were talking, I think, and it was it was brilliant. And you are just like, I hate that this is kind of working really well. Cause... I had a mental image. Part of the opening, um, when it has, like, the, the cast and crew on the opening title crawl, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, footage of driving down a neighborhood and just footage of the houses. Yeah. And I realized, oh, I could capture this in training mode. I could like go through a a payload level and film that and then put a grain over it. God, that would be so funny. Wouldn't it be funny? I don't know if I want to actually put the work into it, but That's the it also with music. It, it takes, wouldn't be so that much, much work. work. It's so short though, because I'm I'm not doing a full song, I'm just doing the opening to All in the Family. Which is like thirty seconds. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I could do this. <laughs> I've literally put like I think twelve hours into my uh, cover of the the Cats the Musical song. I haven't even started recording vocals or mixing it yet, but it's taken me twelve hours to compose it and then get shit right and then create a guitar solo because evidently I needed one of those. And I was like, this was supposed to be easier that I was doing this, and it's this has been fucking miserable. <laughs> 
for no payoff. So anyways, it's stupid. I, I don't know. We'll have some fun. We both we we know how to ruin good songs. Yeah. Um, One but more you thing wanted to talk. Quit. Oh yeah. So just like the idea of like okay, good stuff that's hard to find, right? Someone linked me a song in, the, in this one face group group of men. Of it's his the 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 name is Shehan S H E E H A N. Song is called "This World Is Mine." It's like a a kind of a weird grungy death metal song. It's really good. No one's probably listening to this. I he's not doing any work to like market him, and so yeah. If you if you're bored, anybody go fucking look this up. It's it, it's produced in his house, but I think it's got a good got a lot of personality to it. It's good. Go go check it out. That's a good plug. What's that name again? Uh, Shehan, S-H-E-E-H-A-N. Look it up. Um, but before we move on, you did say you wanted to talk about your VR experience. Yes! Back on topic we go. I got to play with VR this week, and it was fucking sweet. And it, it was interesting. Like I got the headset on, got the controllers, and the first battle was to like get it, because it was an Oculus Rift, I believe, and... um. To get it, like, with my eyes where it wasn't, like, blurry or weird or super disorientating. Like, there was a lot of, like, futzing around with the the, the dials on it or whatever to get it fitted to my head. And I it was always a little blurry. And I ended up having to keep my glasses on. I tried taking those off. Maybe that would help. It didn't. It was way worse. And so I, I'm in the, the demo thing. And it's pretty cool because shit's, like, popping around around me. But it was really hard to just get over the fact that I'm just like, this doesn't look quite crisp enough to be real life. And it was just... It was a little disorientating. I kept, I was terrified I was going to get a headache, that it was going to just do that to me. Then I started doing the, the, you know, there's a robot and he's giving you stuff and you can like pick things up and throw it and, and make things and interact with stuff. And that was pretty cool. And he gives you a dart gun and I was shooting at targets and that was fun. And so my brother's like, okay, you should try playing super hot. Um, and super even with that robot thing, hot. I was still having some of the, the vision stuff. Hot. And so I load up super hot and play through the first couple levels, which are super tutorial. But we, it starts getting into the like, okay, you have to actually interact with stuff. You got to shoot things. You got to figure out the proper order to kill stuff so you don't die. And I immediately forgot about all of the, the vision things, the possible headache, because I was like fucking in this world. I was Neo. There were guns falling from the sky that I had to catch and I had to shoot these fuckers before they shot me. And I was ducking behind stuff. And it was... It was astonishing. I cannot fucking believe how cool that is. One of my favorite moments in that game is uh, there's a level where you start in an elevator and you're just you're in an elevator with three guys, and it feels like five different action movies. Yeah, I don't and, think I got to that level yet. I mean, you can you can picture what it's like because mm-hmm. it's like all the other levels, but they do such a good job of making you feel like a John Wick. Yes. And you're physically moving your body to do it. And that is so satisfying. <laughs> it really, really is. I know one level I got stuck on, like, you start off and there's, like, three guys and you spawn next to a bottle. So, like, the first thing you do is you grab the bottle and you crack a dude across the head with it. He drops his knife or his gun, I can't remember which, but you pick that up, you use that to kill the next guy. And it's just, like, this fluid motion. You're like, boom, grab, bang, bang, and then that, you throw the gun, like, the empty gun at, like, the third guy, and then, like, someone else comes, but you pick something else up and throw it at him, and it's just, like, it feels so controlled, because if you die a bit, like, you memorize the pattern, and so by the time you have it down, 
it's like, holy shit, I am Neo because I am moving faster than everybody else. Like, I am literally in the Matrix and I'm fighting the bad guys and it is so fucking cool. I cannot recommend that game enough. Um, it is available on PSVR, which means I think it's on everything. If you have a, a VR headset that's compatible with hand controllers, I'm pretty sure Super Hat's on there. Um, if you have that kind of headset, I'm sure you've seen it in the store, so you're probably not unfamiliar with it. But it is great. I want a House of the Dead in VR, where you're holding the guns and shooting them. Oh, there's a, a million of those. Like, that's that's the problem. I open, like, the VR store, and half of them are just, you stand there, and zombies come at you. And it's like, well, I only need one of these. Sure. But they do exist. It was fun, though, because, like, as soon as I took that off, it's like, hey, Joe, you know, you just, like, all of a sudden you're pitching VR games at each other because this is, I don't know what else is out there, but I can quickly think of things that would be fucking fun to do with this headset. You Have you played Beat Saber? No, but I want to. Because for one, I've heard it's a really good workout. Also, I like music, and I've seen screen, you know, like videos of it. Like it looks fucking fun. But also, um, KDA is on there. I like that. I like that a lot. And it's the the a lot of the motions. Um, Beat Saber works like kind of like a drum kit, where there's like blocks coming at you, and you want to hit the blocks. Mm-hmm. A lot of the motions in the KDA uh, level are set up in a way where you can actually do the dance routine from the music video. That's fucking sweet. People are so goddamn talented. Because there's a part where, like, you, you can picture, like, the three of them there, and they're shaking their, their hands, like, up and down. And then they bring it around, like, they bring their hands down over their hips. They raise their, their arms up, and then right when they say, we're going to wear the crown, they rest their hands on their head like a crown. Mm-hmm. You can perfectly just replicate the dance move and you will hit all the blocks because it's set up in a way that encourages you to do that. And again, it's a very satisfying game because it feels so, like, tactile. I know there are, um, there are editors to, like, put custom songs on there, and part of me is just like, you know what would be cool is to turn one of my songs into a Beat Saber song because that would probably give it more views than anything else I can do at this point. It actually, that might not be a bad idea. If you find one that has like a really nice, uh, like a consistent rhythm to it, that's like fun to move to. That's the problem. Is like all of my it has to be the right kind of song, and that would be rough. Now, of those custom ones, there are very long ones because there's technically no limit on the size of the the audio file. Sure. So people have done the entire B movie and Shrek, (laughs) and. Like the Shrek one is is actually a good level. <laughs> like really? people have said that that's that that's their Saturday workout. Like they would do it for a while, where they would just commit to it, and it it kicks their butt. But they do it once a week. They they do their Shrek Beat Saber. Um, because it's just amazing. Like... <laughs> that's great. It's so uh, it, again. It's so stupid. But it's also brilliant in a way where I would have never thought of that. So I got to give him credit for that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm like, I'm thinking of like, oh, well, Beat Saber has no limit. What would I do? And it's largely like, what's the longest song I know, LOL? And it's like, oh, no, someone did the B movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking course they did. This is why I'm not famous. I don't think that. There was a, I I don't know um, 
what system this is, but one of those hand controllers you can get actually registers like individual fingers. Oh, that's the I believe the Vive. Um, it, it's one of them. I I think more than one brand has this now, but I saw this game where it's like a medieval like fighting kind of thing where you're knight and you have your sword, and then the the bad guy is gonna run over. But it's also like it's kind of like super hot where you basically just need to hit their hitbox. It's not like actual fighting. So the the like bad guy knight runs up to the guy, and the guy grabs him by the neck, and then takes his hand up, and he like he wiggles all his fingers like a Three Stooges thing, and it's like slaps him a bunch of times. <laughs> and the fact that we can do this, it's like this is what I want out of video games. It's so like silly, but it also gives you so much like power and control to, you know, it's it's the agency to move your fingers how you want to. Yeah, that's a lot of control. That was one of the things, just, like, you only have, like, two roll buttons with the uh, VR controller, right, with Oculus. And so, like, picking things up and pointing and stuff like that, it's, uh, it's, it took a bit to get used to before it felt natural. Like, this is, this button is you're making a fist versus this button is you're, you're doing this or this, right? Like, because when you think of making a fist, it's all your hand, it's your whole hand. And, and so, like, you, there's a little bit of a disconnect, but once you get over that, Good God, reaching for something that's, like, falling from the sky, grabbing it, and throwing it is so, so cool. And it is neat to be living in a time where this is a thing we can do. Like, this is the kind of shit when you're, like, 12, you're like, one day video games are going to be like this. People are like, bullshit. And it's like, no, we're literally, like, on the cusp of that. When the precision is so, so, like, accurate, I don't know if you did this in VR, um, or I'm sorry, in uh, Super Hot. But did you ever do anything where you were not looking where your hand was? Yes, I think so. There's a for me, I noticed this first in um job simulator. Um I was cooking. And it's like to make the hamburger, you have to grab the meat, you put it on the thing, put the meat on the bun, you grab the ketchup, you squirt the ketchup on the thing. Mm-hmm. I I was looking at the patty and I reached to the left and I felt the ketchup, so I grabbed it and I pulled it over and I'm squirting the ketchup. And it dawned on me that this was the first time in a video game where I could pick up an item without turning the whole camera. Reticle A. Like, literally, just answer was to move my hand where I know the ketchup is and grab it. And it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this, it's it's amazing. Yeah. To play a video game where you're not looking at what you're doing and you know you're doing it. And in Super Hot, that'll happen where sometimes I know someone's coming around, like, behind me. Yeah. And I will like I will unload a gun and then just throw it behind me without looking. And I feel like a cool guy where it's like they'll explode and it's like I don't look at the explosion. And I remember it's satisfying. That, there was a level like that where I knew there was always like this guy and he, like I grabbed a knife and I could just like swing it. I don't have to look at that dude and I knew I was gonna hit him because like that's how it's timed. It's like you grab this, you stab behind you and then you throw it in front of you or whatever and like yeah, you just get it down, you're like you you hear him die because it makes a noise when you you do a successful hit. And you're like you know you wait for that noise, you get it, and you chuck the knife in front of you. And it it is crazy to to have like an actual level of spatial awareness in a game that you're in that space. It, it is really really fantastic. Ah, I love that game. I remember once there was a guy coming at me with a knife, and so unarmed, I reached out and like pulled the knife from his hand. And threw it to my left, where the other guy was. And then just whipped my hand back and, like, karate chopped him in the head and his head exploded. Nice. 
and the two of them died at like the exact same time. And it's like I wish there was like a third person like recording that yeah. would play this in like full motion. Cause some of this stuff is neat. <laughs> I'm definitely better at aiming with my right hand than my left. So there are dev- there have been times where I will throw the gun to my right hand. Like if my right hand gun is spent, I will throw the other gun to my right hand and, and finish it off. Because I know I'm going to be more accurate. Yeah, do you ever, like, close one of your eyes? You know, I think I actually did that when I was trying to aim down the sights, and I was like, eh. <laughs> that, because that, that actually helped my left hand aiming. Hmm. Um, I was like, I would actually, like, use just my left eye and go, like, and line it up just right, and pew pew. Um, it, <laughs> I don't know. VR is a very unique kind of thing, and I'm glad that it's actually working. Yeah, for sure. Like it's a real thing. It's not just a hypothetical at this point. It's not. A, it doesn't feel like like Super Hot doesn't feel like a gimmick. Super Hot feels like a game. Yes, which is cool. Like VR Chat feels like it could be a gimmick, but there's so much weird user generated shit that you don't care. It's not even a game though. It's just a chat room. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Job Simulator, but that's a tech demo. Um, I like the Darth Vader game, but that's like, uh, it's so short. It's it's a game, but it's so painfully short. It's gonna be weird and neat when Half Life Alex comes out because I know that's why Joe got this is he's so excited for the new Half Life game, and I think that's gonna be like fourteen hours and it's like no, it's an actual like Half Life game. I have no idea what it's gonna be, but um, he's really excited and I know he wants to get his money's worth, so that might be the first Half Life game I end up playing because maybe I'll play through it because we have a VR headset and if it's done right, like hell yeah, I want to shoot some head crabs. I really, I, I do got to get you guys in the VR chat, though. I will say, too, like, horror games in VR, like, when they start really hard going that route. Oh, Resident Evil 7 is a very good VR game. Oh, I forgot. That isn't VR, isn't it? Like, that does is that work with the controllers? You have to use a hand, like, a, a normal controller, or can you use the Oculus controllers? I'm pretty sure it uses hand controls. You, you might want to look that up to be sure, but... Because I know Joe's, like, looking into, like, what what games should he get for the VR thing, like, that are actual, like, full-fledged, fairly high-production value games. I don't think there's that many of them. Yeah, it's, there's not enough real content, um, but there are these little things that are pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. I found, um, when you do play VR chat, I found this. Do-do-do, hey, it's Conquer the Squirrel. It is a decent model of him. He that looks pretty good. I also found Will Smith, and I got to pet his head. You found Will Smith? Yeah. Yes, you did. That's me petting his head. I see that. Um, I was I was a Bowsette, and he walked up to me and said, Hey, Bowsette, you're looking good. And I said, Hi. And he's like, Oh, you're a guy. And he walked away. Yeah. Why, why would he expect anything else? Has he been on I... the internet? He's been on the internet long enough to know that he should be Will Smith. <laughs> and this is a weird horse pig thing with... Giant no, it's a cow. And maybe, oh, it is a cow, okay. Those are udders. I so like how PG. there's a Mr. Krabs in the background. And <laughs> Mr. Krabs is standing there going like, like, what am I looking at? Man, I feel like watching Spongebob. No, Spongebob's great. <laughs> that's not... What's Mr. Krabs? Is that it? Yeah, that, it's like that's like a Popeye his. laugh, right? Yeah, no, you did it right there. Oh, that's a very... I was just thinking there should be a handsome Squidward for VR chat. No, there's handsome Pikachu. 
I, I don't have the season where Handsome Squidward's on. I, I went to season three and then stopped. I didn't. I didn't want to buy any more than that. Season four has got some really good episodes on it, but one to one to three is where that show shines. Richard has like three Handsome Squidward action figures. Well, Richard should fucking stop it. Yeah, Richard. Yeah, Richard. I like that. This guy does. Uh, he does commission avatars, and so he he put up this ad where he has like every single anime on it at once. Yeah, that seems pretty like, an accurate statement. So it's it's Cell, but with um a bleach mask and a Gundam thing, and he has a Transformers bracelet and the Infinity Gauntlet with all the gems and a dual disc, but the dual disc has magic and Pokemon cards on it. And he has a revolver and... What is He's that? got a Mario... Sonic ring on his belt, a <laughs> Ma- Mario star. And Animal Crossing furniture leaf. Also, the sword looks like something from Soul Calibur. He has well, he has the Soul Calibur, and he also has Cloud's Buster Sword, and Squall's Gun Sword, and uh, and Luke's lightsaber. <laughs> I like his idea. Is like I can do everything. Is literally he has everything on it, and he doesn't understand that that's like really bad graphic design. No, it's a joke. This guy knows what he's doing. Oh, okay, it is um, funny. Also, like that's good. He has like he has Sora's like Kingdom Hearts necklace, but also the Batman Superman logo like on his chest. This is so... That made me laugh. That could be in a uh, fucking museum, like, 50 years from now. You know? Like, oh, that is, yeah, like, a I'm, weird snapshot of pop culture. I'm really curious what history books are gonna look like. Because, uh, like, culture will keep evolving. But mm-hmm. it's gonna get to the point where someone's gonna, like, make a joke. And they're gonna, go, they're gonna go, like, like, oh, I haven't seen that JPEG since the year 2020. <laughs> exactly. And it's gonna... That's weird. I, I I had my four year anniversary today at, at at where I work. I almost gave the company away, which would have been stupid. And it's just like congratulations, you've been here for four years. And like that's such a weird mix of emotions where it's just like, holy shit, it's been four years. And it's like I've never held a job this long. I've definitely climbed up. I'm getting more money, but also like four years at the same place. Is it's so foreign to me. It's just it's weird. Like, am I supposed to be happy? Am I depressed that like my life has stayed the same, but it actually hasn't? I've written two books in the span of this time. That's cool. Yeah, you've actually accomplished a lot in only four years. It's weird to think about stuff like that because there are like there's like the emotional thing to way to think about it and the rational way to think about it, and they're typically very different. But it is cool stuff we got we got a little bit more time um i know you guys like to like actually do dev work but do you want to talk about like an idea for a vr game that you don't mind actually giving away um because what what when you're when you first realize that vr is really neat what is the thing that you want to do i want to shoot stuff in it okay i feel like i feel like the way shooting and like it just felt really good to, even just in that tech demo that Oculus gives you, where, like, the robot gives you a, a freaking, like, Nerf gun, and then they flash targets across the screen, and just, like, shooting the targets and trying to trail them, or getting two of the guns and, and, and shooting double, like, I've always wanted to do, or, or play a game where you dual wield, but each gun has its own cursor. Like, the idea of, like, you're literally using two hands. It's not, like, one cursor, you're shooting at the same spot, and you're super accurate. I think it would be really, really fun to try and do some kind of gun kata thing. And I think you could make it work in VR because you wouldn't have the kick to worry about it. I, it would just be... 
there's got to be a way to make it work. And and with a controller or Wiimotes or something. Because I remember I first had the idea with Wiimotes. It's like, okay, you're holding two Wiimotes. Each Wiimote has its own cursor. How, how do you make a game around that where you have two guns? But the problem is, is you can't go direct left, direct right, right. Because the their Wiimotes, it just it doesn't work. Whereas in VR, it was. So you could have people coming from multiple directions and actually shoot people off screen. Like if you had a proper radar, so you'd have... A, a more accurate audiovisual feedback of where all the enemies are. Like, you could legitimately be Neo in the Matrix. And I think that would be really, really fun. I think my go-to is always, um, like, like fantasy stuff that can't be real. Okay. So, like, my first thought was, oh, I want to do, like, I want to find a good sword fighting game. Yeah. But also, it's like, wait a minute. Uh, let's jump a couple steps. Uh, we we need a good lightsaber game. That I, I mentioned, there's a that Darth Vader game. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's it's pretty neat. Um, it's a little frustrating that you it it really handholds you through the story, so you don't get that agency of doing whatever you you know. Like it, it's fun in a uh, in Super Hot. If you see an object, you can kind of you know you can pick it up and throw it. Yeah. And in the Star Wars one, it's like there's a panel, so I go over and I want to push the buttons, and none of the buttons do anything. And the droid's talking for a while. And then the droid says, I'll get the panel for you. And then it walks over and like does a robot thing. And I'm like, I I want to be able to pull out my lightsaber and break it. Sure. Um, there needs to be an actual, <laughs> like, a, like a simulation of having a lightsaber. Um. I think a lightsaber is going to work better than a sword because a sword has a lot of inherent weight in it, and like if you if you clanged off a shield or another sword, there would be a a very physical reaction to that. Like that's going to hurt in the morning. You're going to get bruised. Your your wrists are going to vibrate. Whereas a lightsaber is made out of light, and so you could conceivably it would be easier to replicate. But even then, if you're going to parry off of something when you're swinging, you're not going to stop. You're going to keep swinging, and then the video in the game is going to hit another lightsaber, and it would technically stop. So, like, having that... There's no physical feedback to that, which is a problem. And, like, a, a gun's going to be a problem because there's no kick. There's no weight. Like, guns are heavy. They jerk your hand back if you shoot them. And so, like, lasers or nerf guns or something like that are going to work the best in VR because you don't have to worry about simulating uh, the just the, the physicality of the thing you're holding as much. Yeah, and so it will feel good. Yeah, because part of part of the balance in VR is not just uh, something that is cool, but also it, it needs to be. I, I've said this word a lot. It needs to be satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a game where uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like you're a James Bond and you're set up in a death trap, and the villain leaves, so you have like ten minutes to get out of the trap. That sounds fun. I think it's called, like, No, I Expect You to Die or something. But it's, like, there's more than one way to solve the puzzle. But there's also ways that you can just straight up kill yourself by doing it wrong. Oh, interesting. So it's, like, you're in a car and the car is sinking. But also it's sinking into water that's coated with gasoline that's on fire. Um, So you can, like, pull, you open the glove box, like, what's in here? Um, And it's, like, oh, it's a lighter. And so you turn it on and you just catch on fire because there's gas everywhere. Okay. And it's, like, it the 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 option to do something stupid like that 
makes correct options that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know what I mean? Uh, when the safeties are always on, it kind of feels like, well, I'll just do everything until something works because there's no consequence. I think the problem is, is like gasoline has a very specific smell, right? So the idea of like, oh, I'm in a thing surrounded by gasoline, like the idea of like having that smell there raises way more alarm bells than not. So like, I was like, oh, I can turn a lighter on. But if I smell gasoline, fuck no, I'm not going to turn a lighter on because you, you you have that worry. That's just like this built-in intrinsic thing. You know that people tell you not to do this because there could be a fire or an explosion. And that is like the one problem with VR is that you're you're visually in a space and you're spatially, you know, the way you move around, you're, you're, you feel like you're in there, but you don't have the weight, you don't have the touch, you don't have a lot of smell or taste or anything. A lot of these senses that let you know you're in a real spot. And trying to design something around that where it's not a problem that you know maybe you're in a game where you don't need to smell things and so yeah i went to a i went to a ponyville and i was like this is really neat plus it doesn't smell like horse shit so i stayed there longer (laughs) because you know they're just like caking up the place i feel like ponyville they have toilets no they have their like slave labor mules that clean up after them the show never talks about them yeah, I wonder why. Well, maybe they should. The lower class that they keep off camera for a reason. I actually really like that as like a canonical thing in Ponyville. Like, they're like, okay, we finished it. And then like, they start animating all the lower class people that come in to clean up all the horse shit. They're like, I, this will never make it in the TV show. I, I think that's the one thing I didn't like about the movie, is they go to some place that like isn't pleasant. Mm-hmm. And they point out that the rest of the world is horrible, and Ponyville is like this secret Garden of Eden where everything's nice, and they talk about friendship. And it's like, now I feel like all these characters are super entitled, and they're not helping the rest of the world. There's that, but it's also not really true. Like, Ponyville has a shitload of problems. I uh, I mean, compared to, like, Agrabah, where everybody's, like, stealing from each other all the time. That comes down to, like, the Star Wars thing, though, right? Like, oh, this planet is sand this planet is ice where it's like this like this city is thieves but but also in star wars it's not like most of the characters the whole time are on alderaan and everything's nice that's true it's like most of the time things are rough everywhere and like that's why there's conflict in ponyville it's like oh no it's pinkie pie's birthday party and there's no one to throw her a party and this is like while um some unicorn Zebra is getting, like, raped to death in the streets of a different country, but we're not going to talk about that. Well, the other thing is just it shows, like, how little education they get of the rest of the world. Like, they're so indoctrinated and isolated in their own shit that they have to literally go to a neighboring land to be like, oh, there's other cultures, and I guess crying here. I love the history that there used to be, like, race wars and the... The unicorns thought they were better than everybody, and it's like, yeah, they would think that because they can do so much more. Because they're they would just, magic. They would inherently think themselves better than the dirt ponies that can't even fly. Yeah, the fucking mud ponies. It, like it, it's like, wow, you know, in in a uh, in more primitive times, there would be this clear divide. That's what it's I always, like. I, it's reasonable. I like the Flim Flams, a bridge series because he made them all racist against each other. <laughs> I like um. There was a, uh, I, I wa- so I, you know how I like bad movies. Mm-hmm. I was watching a video about maybe the worst movie ever, which means something coming from me, Cameron. 
<laughs> it's called Robot in the Family. Have you heard of this? No, this is new to me. So it's like a family comedy, and it's almost like a, it's pitched like it's going to be Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or something. Where, the, oh, the dad's a crazy inventor, and he makes a robot? And now the robot's part of the family? But the plot of the movie is about, like, not the robot. It's like the robot's in the background. But they did this weird decision to dub over the robot at all times. So it's like if he's on screen, he's talking nonstop. And he's talking over other characters. And he's not saying anything of value. And it was it was weird because I, the, the video I'm watching, this is on Red Letter Media. And the guy said, oh, that voice, that voice sounds really familiar. I think that's like a character that, uh, that they use on Big Mouth on Netflix. But then I was listening, and it's like, wait, this is the voice um, that Little Karibo uses for Naruto's, like, sensei. Oh, really? Yeah, do you remember that? He did, like, an April Fool's thing where he was doing a one-piece abridged. Mm-hmm. And he, it's like, he was, it was like, he had a, a camcorder, and he was recording a TV playing One Piece. And while he just, like, talked nonstop over it, as if that's what, what uh an abridged series is that's funny and it was this high-pitched voice where it's just like it's luffy talking and doing stuff but it's just like hi i'm mr one piece and i'm looking for the one piece is that the one piece i'm looking for the one piece i'm gonna open this box no there's no one piece in the box i, I found my breakfast i found I, I didn't find the one piece i found my breakfast i like to eat i'm luffy i have a hat oh look at that's your it's a big lady she's she's a fat lady she's, she'll be later in the season we'll talk more I, i'm looking for the one piece that's exactly what the robot sounds like the entire movie. Wow. Yeah, well, it, it's just like, I am looking for gold. I found the gold. I'm just going to take this now. I'm going to walk away. I have the gold. I bet that I bet daddy will find this very pleasing now that I found the gold that he's looking for. This will solve the problem since they need money. And that's what I'm doing now. And this is like while someone's like walking after him saying like, no, you took my gold. I, I don't know what to say about that. It sounds miserable. But I bet you My watched point the whole is, thing. I love um little Karibo's goofy voices. Uh, that's a that's a good roundabout point to make. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll default to your opinion because it's cheap. And it's it's a lot cheaper than gold. I'm looking for gold now. I bet I can detect some gold in those hills. There's gold in them there hills. I'm a robot. Ah. <sighs> So we're an hour in, mm-hmm. which means it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The glad space. The glad space. Are, oh. are you glad about anything? Yeah, yes. I, I want to tell you, though, um, I guess because uh, Heather listens to my, my co-worker boss listens to this. And uh, I guess her, her kids kind of started doing like a glad space thing, like at dinner or whatever. Like they've they've brought it up as a thing like. As a family thing, like what what made you glad today? And so, this show has has inspired a family, anyways. Like I thought that was really cute, and I should tell you, I do, I love that. That's that is why that's here because it's very easy and it's very fun to be negative. Yes, and, uh, I so I listen to a bad movie podcast, and they make a point to recommend something that they actually like every week. Because otherwise, it's really easy to just go, oh, that Indiana Jones 4, mm. ooh. But when you stop and go, no, there's there's art out there. We do like the medium. That's important. 
Um, it, it is, and I'm, I, I kind of have like two glad spaces. One's way bigger than the other. So today after work, I went to a comic book store in my area. I actually have two. There's two in lacrosse. There's Defier Records, which primarily sells used toys, uh, bong stuff, and music. I'm into that one a lot because I like to buy music, and it's a fun store. I like the people that work there. Uh, but I decided I don't, they didn't have Warhammer stuff, and their comic book selection, if it isn't like really popular, is not. It's not great. Like, yeah, if you want Batman, they have Batman. But if you want something from Image, you're gonna be SOL. So I went into the other one, which is called River City Hobbies, and I almost never go in there. But as like, you know what, fuck it, let's let's try it because like, I know they have Warhammer stuff, and and we've been talking about Warhammer, and I'm like, maybe I'll buy something there. That'll be fun. So I walk in, and there's no one in the store. So I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm my friend's getting into Warhammer, and he's painting this stuff, and he's having a great time. I'm like, man, you know, be cool. Is I want to build and paint some some figures, and he's like you realize there's, like, easier and cheaper things than Warhammer, right? And I was like, yeah, he told me that too. But I want—I feel like this is what I want to do with him, so I want to see what you got. And he's like, okay, well, do you know anything about it? I was like, fuck no. And he's like, well, all the stuff on the, the left is the fantasy stuff, and all the stuff on the right is the sci-fi stuff. I was like, okay, I'm looking for the sci-fi stuff. So I'm, 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 I'm digging through the boxes and going, god, these are expensive. And they didn't have what I want. I was like, okay, well, that's a bitch, but... You, Oh, well, that happens. So I'm, I'm getting ready to exit the store, and I'm, I just thought, you know, I'll talk to this guy a bit. There's literally no one else in here. and uh, So we're, we're just, like, shooting the shit about comic books and, and, and authors. And he's talking about Joe Hill, and he really likes Joe Hill's new comics. And uh, I was like, hey, do you have Saga Volume 2 in hardcover? Because I'm almost done with Volume 1, and I have no idea if shipping or stores are going to be open next week when I need Volume 2. He's like, fuck yeah, we do. And so... I bought that, and he gave me a punch card. He's like, oh yeah, every time you buy a trade here, you get a punch, and on your 10th punch, you either get a free trade or $18 off a hardcover. Wow. And this doesn't expire. This We just we always do this because comics are expensive, and we want people to keep coming back. And I was like, this store is amazing. <laughs> I need yeah. to buy my comic books here <laughs> and buy my CDs at the other store. But this is definitely, like, there's a reason this is a comic book shop first. And I was really impressed. Like, I had a fun time talking to this dude about Warhammer and comic books. And then I bought, I bought Saga. And it was great. Like, this was a really great experience. This is a great store. So I'm really happy for River City Hobbies, which none of our listeners will probably ever go to. But it was great. So I want to I throw their name out. That's a really good one. I love finding spots like that. Um, what do you, you mentioned River City. I've been listening to the River City Girls soundtrack at work a lot. It, that's so good. Have, have you listened to it? No, I have no idea what that is. Do you know what River City is? Or, I'm sorry, River City Ransom? Oh, the video game. Yeah. So they made a sequel last year. Hmm. It's it's a good sequel. Like, it is true to what that game is. But you play as, uh, like, there's those two characters... You play as their girlfriends, and the guys got kidnapped. Oh, that sounds um, fun. So it mixes it up a little bit, and then eventually you unlock them, so you get to like pick the characters, and they have different move lists. But there's so much personality. Like It's a fun game. The soundtrack is top-notch. <laughs> it, has, it has a really nice, like consistent beat to it. See, you like it, music. You just like really specific, weird music. But you definitely have music you like. I just have to like crack what the code is. Well, I think I, I think I like things that work as soundtracks. 
because yeah. I listen to soundtracks of things, not necessarily just things I like, because I also listen to soundtracks of stuff that I don't watch. Sure. If it's if it, if it's good, there's just a structure that pop music is made in a very specific way, mm-hmm. and soundtracks are made in a very specific way. That makes sense. Yeah. Honestly, you might like Nightwish. A lot of their music feels very soundtracky. They do the last couple albums, especially do concept albums, and so it's not it's. There's, there's always, there's definitely like a song structure to them, you know, verse, refrain, verse, refrain, bridge, refrain. Um, but they sometimes tackle those in a, in an interesting way that will make me think of like watching a movie with like these big orchestras going on and stuff like that. Like that's definitely their shtick. So I don't, you, you might, might treat you all right. They got a new album coming out this year. Nightwish. No, 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 Nightwish. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is there's a band called Vintersea, which V-I-N-T-E-R-S-E-A. And, we got a uh, lot of, uh, of recommended songs this week, man. We I got know. We got a playlist. But I, I haven't listened to a full album yet, but they have a fairly newish one out called um, Illuminated, and their singer is a lady, and she's got a great singing voice. She also has a fucking really gnarly scream. And so it's like really interesting kind of like death prog metal. Uh, what I've heard I really like, I'm probably going to buy this on Bandcamp because this weekend they're doing uh, uh, all the money goes to the artists. So Bandcamp doesn't take anything off the top, it just all goes to them. So I feel like I need to buy at least one album off of Bandcamp this week. And so I recommend these guys to people who might be into that because they're, they're really good. Yeah, you know what, let's, um, let's close out the show... Uh, we're, I'm going to pick one of the songs we did tonight, and we'll play that, and you, the listeners, can guess which one it is. <laughs> and and here's a spoiler, it's about buying burgers at Waffle House. I was going to say, it's going to be the one that isn't going to get us, like, taken down as an NDA. It's the one that's objectively the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'll I'll try to put links. I hope I remember. You guys could open the episode right now, and there's probably some YouTube links right there in the description. Because we had we had a fun week. We had played a lot of VR and listened to a lot of music. Um, this might be the highlight of my week. Is I doing the show with you. I hope so, but I also hope you have a better week than fucking this. Woo! I am scum. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Richard. Um, I hope you don't die. I love you, Richard. Stay healthy. It'll be really funny if he dies.